Tuesday. This is the Desiree Show. First downs and flip tricks on Dash Radio. It is the 23rd day of January. And no, this is not the flagship station for the Eagles. <laughs> Although it might have sounded, we had to share a little bit of that excitement. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I, it was pretty awesome seeing... Uh, it was an annihilation, actually, that happened up at Cent- in, uh, in uh, Philadelphia on a Sunday, sadly, for the Vikings. But post-game, hearing those fans scream as they did it was uh this flight song was pretty awing anyways conference championships have been crowned both number one seeds are moving on in the league and will be heading to minneapolis uh, congratulations to the philadelphia eagles as we just did and the new england patriots super bowl 52 stage has been set 12 days till kickoff on the show today i've got i'm super thankful to welcome back a man responsible for making the super bowl what it is today and a list of accolades that could take me probably half an hour to list, Mr. Jim Steig. Uh, and in studio, I'm really thankful to welcome back a friend, a Philadelphian, um, Mr. Vern Laird. And, and we're going to talk to him a little bit about what it means to be an Eagles fan. Uh, and he did believe. He was on here about a month ago, and I know he was... Uh, he, he, we have proof that he knew that they would do well even without Carson Wentz. So we'll talk to him a little bit about that as well. Eagles are underdogs, quote-unquote, annihilated the Minnesota Vikings, as I said, 38-7. to And the miracle of the divisional rounds finished. uh, And their hopes, the Vikings, that is, with an exclamation point. Uh, The Patriots avoid a loss at home with an 11-point deficit to edge over the Jags 24-20. What a game. And head to their third Super Bowl in four seasons. There's been coaching moves, moves, moves. I can't speak today. Mike Vrabel is the new head coach for the Tennessee Tennessee Titans. Jack Del Rio goes east to be decored for the New York Giants. And the Panthers' defensive coordinator becomes the Arizona Cardinals' head coach. And uh, the Rooney Rule gets a win. Rumors also that he's targeting Mike McCoy as the OC. More coaching, more moves, uh, and some waiting till after February 4th, as it appears that Patriots' offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, is in the front running for becoming the head coach in Indianapolis. But uh, coming in 12 days till Super Bowl 52, it is going to be all football tonight. It's going to be going to be a championship uh, Super Bowl talks. Philadelphia Eagles and the New England Patriots, as I said. Uh, and don't tell me you didn't watch that game, those games. And I know that you guys all spent about six hours at home. I don't know. Maybe Vern didn't watch the Patriots-Jaguars game. But uh, welcome in. We've got Jim Steak calling in from the East Coast. We're going to wait for a few moments for him, for him to be calling in. But I'm going to welcome in Bones, team manager. Former owner of Listen Skateboards, a Philadelphian, a list of accolades. He's got a college degree, and he also uh, is a filmer. Eagles. I'm uh, super thankful. We're going to s- slide right now. I'm excited to welcome back the man, the individual responsible for growing the Super Bowl in the most to the most popular one-day sporting event, born in Boston to boot, Mr. Jim Steig. Jim. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for some time. We appreciate it. Uh-oh. There you are. All right. Jim? I'm here. Awesome. Now, I, I just mentioned there's a list of accolades for you that would take me close to half an hour to uh, to recite. Um, you obviously are the man in, uh, considered the one individual who's responsible for growing the Super Bowl into what it is today. Uh, 35 years with the NFL, 26 in charge of special events, former executive VP and chief operating officer of the San Diego Chargers, business manager, controller of the Dolphins, CSAG member, and the list continues. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, I, we could do a, a special episode just on your accolades. I, I want to thank you for your time tonight, though. Ah, oh, shoot. Okay, we are having some... Oh, there's Jim again. We're having some phone issues, I think. Really? Darn it. Can you hear me? I can hear you. We can hear you. Now, uh, born in Boston, are you rooting? Do you have a? Do you have anybody in uh, in this game in Minneapolis in 12 days? You well, no. I, I, you know, it's, I was in Boston back in the 50s. So in those days, you were Giants fans. And then, obviously, I went to work for... of ours too so i've never really been a big patriots fan uh and everything i could kind of go into these things pretty neutral i'm i'm pretty happy for the city of 
than the last time. Uh, Jim, you know, I, I, um, there's, I, we, you keep cutting out and I don't think it's you. I think it's this, uh, I think it's here. Um, we keep missing about half of what you're saying, sadly. Call me back on something else. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Okay. All right. Thank you. We will try to do that. Um, okay. oh, thank you. And I'm sorry about that. Um, they're trying nope. to get this fixed and they thought they did. So, all right. Oh, shoot. Um, you know, I want to, hopefully we can get back to a uh, gym later. If not, I'm going to, I, what I will do is I will do something, um, from my home studio and we will, I will add that to the iTunes. If you guys follow the Desiree show on Instagram or on Facebook or on Twitter and, or the iTunes, we'll throw up some info, um, Jim Steak has some valuable, amazing information and stories on putting together these Super Bowls and making them what they are today. Um, so that was a good um, diversion for me with my big error of, of saying Vikings fans. The Vikings fell apart. Um, the Eagles fans, and I have an Eagles, a Philadelphian Eagles fan in studio. Vern Laird, you're back in. We're back here. <laughs> you might have to hold the whole show tonight. <laughs> well, I was hoping to hear some interesting uh, Super Bowl stories, so I was, like, intrigued. So now I'm going to have to tune in later okay. to uh, see what I missed. He's he's <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, Jim is uh, – I have the utmost respect for him. He's so gracious, and he's got so much insight and so much experience um, and such a lyrical part and so humble about it all. You know, And I know he had a game to go to tonight as well. And he was fitting us in last minute. What game? Um, he is working um, in sports, in collegiate sports now. Okay. And so he will be, I think it's Duke and... Oh, it's basketball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking Duke. So, yeah, I'm not a Blue Devils fan. <laughs> yeah, he's going to the Wake-Duke game. Okay, go Wake Forest. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, well, we were going to... Okay, so the, let's throw some stats here. This is the Philadelphia Eagles' third visit to the Super Bowl. They have yet to win one. That's right. Their the last championship was 1960. I will not let people forget that <laughs> we did win a championship and beat Vince Lombardi, beat right. the legendary Packers, legendary coach in 1960 before it was called the Super Bowl. Okay. Never forget. All right. That's good. We got a little bit of tidbit and a little bit of, you know, actually before we go, we're going to, before I even, I'm going to reset right now because I know a lot of Philadelphia Vikings. Philadelphia Vikings. God, what is wrong with me? Today? Philadelphia Eagles. You wanted fans. the Vikings to win so bad. You keep saying Vikings. So no, you're going to have to get over to that be, one. I wanted it to be close, is what I did. Yeah. And well, it was a complete annihilation. Yeah. Number one defense, what? Where was that number one defense? That's all I heard about. Number one defense, going to shut the Eagles down. We're home dogs. We have no chance. That's all I heard. Well, and then you, what happened? Seven points. Score on the first drive, and, and then what? Unanswered. And then what? Thirty-eight. They went back to Minnesota. What happened? <laughs> Game was over. Game was over right when it started for them. Yeah, and I—I I mean, I just wanted to be competitive, is what I wanted. But it was, in you know, and um, and the underdog. You know, let's talk about that because those underdog hats actually sold out, like all over Amazon. Yeah. You know, um, that you know, you you had texted me. Uh, Ricky Iola had texted me, you know, about being, you know, and even Ricky, Ricky was going to try to call in as well today, but Ricky even said, I wish they would stop celebrating right now. We have one more game. Oh, that's right. I'm the same way. I, I, I actually didn't celebrate until there was like two minutes left in the game okay. because I just seen a lot in football, especially with, uh, the Patriots last year in the Super Bowl. You know, it's never really over until like double zeros are on the clock. But with two minutes left, it's like, okay, all we have to do is take some knees. And that's when I sent my uh, email to Casper over at Nike trying to get Super Bowl tickets. <laughs> but uh, those are already gone. So, and those Super Bowl tickets started like 5,000 each for nosebleed. Well, no, but yesterday <laughs> it was reported that uh, normally they spike that Monday. Yeah. They spike the next day when you know the champ, we know yeah. the conference championships or the conference champs, um, it actually dropped to 38. Oh, which yeah, is still? Which very unrare. 38? Oh, yeah, I got 3,800. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. Well, that still extra 1,200 would pay for your hotel I, for the well, night. No way. I'm going to stay with one of those third-layer guys that <laughs> lost. You know, I saw you had Imrod in here. And, you know, the, the funny thing is I have a bunch of team riders from Minneapolis, you know, because I've been going to third layer for like years, you know, since like 2005. Uh -huh. So I have a good relationship with a lot of skateboarders out there. 
And guys I haven't talked to in years, like even like past owners of third layer were like hitting me up, like just they're already trash talking. And I've learned already from previous years to never trash talk until the game is over. And uh, I saw a bunch at a photo show. Jacob Messick had a photo show at uh, Kingswell over the weekend. Uh-huh. As soon as I walk in, I see like Jack Olson and like Tim Fulton. I see all the Minneapolis skaters and they're already just talking trash to me. I was like, all right. And I didn't say anything. And then the second the game was over, I just killed all these guys in text messages. Like what? So now you talk. I'm like, the ultimate rookie mistake is to smack talk before before the game. (laughs) Like you wait until your team wins. I should show (laughs) you the text thread. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. No, you know, like there's like, I have to turn my phone off also on game day because I'm in like all these like group texts, like just industry group texts, industry guys are in escape uh, sports, you know? So, um, I turn my phone off at game day and I turn my phone back on when the game's over, miss 200 text messages. That sounds like my group thread. I yeah. had like put my phone on the charger for five minutes yeah. just yesterday and had 50. Yeah. So from Olsen and Rob and, and Sal. Yeah. Rothmeyer told me that he can respect that I go dark during the games because you have to be <laughs> focused, you know, like you don't want to be involved no looking at your phone and all these guys are trying to bring you down. Like I looked at all the missed texts and it was like, all right, Vikings, Patriots, Super Bowl. Like that's all they were saying. Like we had no chance according to like all my friends also. So like to thank all the haters out there <laughs> for not believing in Nick Foles when I knew he could do it. And exciting, <laughs> exciting. I mean, I mean, obviously being the underdog is the number one seed two weeks in a row after losing Carson Wentz, you know, initially people were like, well, they'll be fine. The first two games with Nick Foles weren't that great. And yet they somehow rebounded and were able to just, I mean, Nick had an MVP. It was the MVP of the game, which is pretty rad. Like, I mean, I, I like the underdog story and I like, you know, and he is the underdog of the underdog. And uh, so it was really exciting, but to hear the, you know, they, the, the ceremony they give uh, to the NFC champion after the game and to hear those fans and all those players and all those coaches sing the Philadelphia Eagles fight song was, gave me the chills. It was really cool. What was it like for you? I mean, wanting to be there, I'm sure. I'm mad at myself for not hitting up someone at Nike earlier to go to the playoff games because I should have went home for the playoff games and I saw a couple of my friends in the stands you know like I'm looking at everyone's Instagram and I'm just like oh man this is the game that you want to be at because like no one left after the game was over that stadium was still filled with people because like we haven't had that feeling you know since uh, 04 when we lost to the Patriots but um, it's it's unex oh man I almost pulled that out it's like you know you can't really put put words to the feeling you know because it's just long overdue and like that city has like a history of being like underdogs like going back to like rocky you know and even though that's a fictional character but it's like that's just like the theme of the whole city it's like no one like gives us a chance you know everyone counts us out and so to overcome like all of that it just like solidifies like everything that they've worked for all the hard work put in week in week out Peter's tuning in. I'm joined by Vern Laird, uh, and you can follow him on Instagram with the same handle or yeah. on Twitter for the same, or definitely want to follow Bones. Yeah. I have Facebook, the same handle. And my Facebook, handle is uh, Vern Laird. Yeah. yeah, I just try to keep it simple. You I know? like that. When people have something weird, you don't know how to find me. them. Yeah, oh, that bugs me. I mean, I guess like, that's cool this? when you're like 10 or something, but when you're an adult, you should just use your name. Yeah, you should. I agree. I now, do you? <laughs> yeah, it's just like marketing, you know, like, you know, you're trying to market yourself or sell your brand because everyone's about that now. Right. So yeah. I guess I'm my own brand. Right. Well, no, you know how to find people. I mean, yeah, there's nothing to hide. It's sure. my name. That's how mine is. My yeah. name. You I'm know? not private or anything. I got nothing to hide out there. You know, like that's another weird one when people are private. It's like, what are you, what are you that important that you're private? Like for what? That's why it's social media. Like you're out there to be social, not private. And then the private people that hashtag. Yeah. Like we know those don't well, really you matter. You can't <laughs> see anything sees because you're, I don't have the heart yeah. to tell them that, but you yeah. know. It's like, all um, right, cool. <laughs> yeah, and this is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio, first downs and flip tricks. And so I obviously mix uh, skateboarding and NFL together, and we've got a perfect marrying here today in the studio. Um, 
you know, you talk about the underdogs, uh, you know, and Rocky statue has, is clad in an Eagles jersey as well. I, uh, G-Love actually will be on the show coming up maybe next G-Love week. G-Love and special sauce. Yeah. You G- know how many Garrett, times I've seen G-Love Garrett's in red. Philly? Like a million times. He's they used awesome to open guy. up for everybody. He's That's, red. No, it's awesome. He's That's a good, good guy. He's good a hometown great guy. guy. So he's, he's a surfer as well. And I mean, Bucky, I mean, Bucky actually introduced us, you know. That's um, sick. So, um, but yeah, no, he's going to be, he's, we've been trying to plan it today. He was actually, he's flying, he's in transit up to New York for their tour right now. Um, but he's, he's hyped. He's super hyped. Well, Um, uh, our Rocky statue actually had some Minnesota gear on it the day before you could look it up. It's all over the internet. Somebody put it on there? Oh, they, I guess the Vikings fans had a rally at the art museum on the stairs and they, uh, disrespected our Rocky statue. This is like pregame. Whoa. Yeah. That's and pre- so that's post like game, karma. post game. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're, they're a bunch of rookies. You know, they don't win anything. They actually, the Eagles have dominated them every time in an NFC championship game. They have yet to beat the Eagles in an NFC championship game. So, you know, those rookies need to stay back, fall back, stay in your lane back there in Minnesota and don't disrespect before the game. You could disrespect after the game. That's cool. But we had to dress Rocky back up in some proper Eagles gear. Yeah, he was. He looked really nice. If you guys haven't seen that, definitely check out G Love's uh, handle, or actually just Google it. Um, now and then, there was another epidemic in Philly, in the city of brotherly love, Crisco. It didn't prevent Crisco the fans from getting up there. On still, every poll to a, to sort of. <laughs> detour fans from climbing these poles and it didn't work didn't work i seen it all over my friends like instagram feeds and live stories and i was like oh what happened all that crisco like these dudes are still up there i think it was too cold it was really it was snowing as well so i think maybe it wasn't that cold it wasn't okay it was like a 50 it was 50 during the day because i saw my friends out skating in like t-shirts so like 50 in like you know, January's like summer. Mine's will be like 80 in July or something like that. But so, no humidity. <laughs> yeah, no humidity. So it, I'm sure it got a little bit colder into the evening, but it didn't drop that bad. So that's why there was a little bit of points being put up on the board. You know, like when the field's a little bit colder, it's hard to score because we had some low scoring games there at those last two games of the regular season. And uh, I went to one of those two well, cold games. You know, out with my dad, had my dad in the Eagles throw blanket. We're freezing. We're double layered in thermals and stuff. And the Eagles pulled out that win against the Raiders. And I had a chance to go the following week uh, against the Cowgirls, but that game was like totally meaningless. And that I'm was like, for you, Kenny. That's okay. right. Um, <laughs> I'm, Sorry. I'm sure Kenny's listening right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I had a chance to go to that game. It was New Year's Eve. It was like, colder than the Christmas game and I'm like well these starters are only going to play like half the game so why am I even going to go like we already like got first seed like we don't even need to go so I watched the game from home you know it was a tough one to watch because it was just a terrible game but that's what happens when you have a bunch of bench guys playing each other so whatever Uh, yeah no but I mean it was a cold it was yeah it's cold cold. it's hard to score when it's cold it's hard the traction your cleats really may come into play because I think well, and the same thing was true for the Rams game here even. Yeah. But that was another situation. That was just a horrific field uh, by the Coliseum. Yeah, um, exactly. But guys were slipping around the first half and even in the second half with uh, getting uh, equipment changes as well for their cleats, uh, longer longer threads uh, to get some grip. Yeah. But sure. uh, in the cold. Now, and it's kind of, kind of cool too is because this matchup now is um, – the Super Bowl matchup is the number one seeds, yeah. which is kind of rad because, you know, and both in some ways were a little bit, no, the under, Patriots are never going to be an underdog ever, but that was a game I thought that if the Jaguars could play 60 full minutes and take out Brady of the equation and contain the run, they would have a chance. And they did for primarily most of that game, but not all 60 minutes. And you can never, I mean, the the rematching or the re, uh, you know, halftime, there's always adjustments made with Patriots. Um, Patriots came back. And Patriots, I don't think I've ever seen Bill Belichick elated as I did after when they were able to take a knee and win that game. Down by 11, you know, and and were able to come back uh, 24 to 20 and beat the Jaguars. 
Um, maybe he knows this might be the last one because they're getting older. <laughs> it's hard. It's really hard to get back there as much as they have. Like, I mean, th- three they're of four really seasons. Great. They're three really of four good seasons. Team. They've gone to Super Bowl and won. Yeah, so that's freaking crazy. I think they're probably really <laughs> cherishing that moment because you know it's not a given. Even though as much everyone wants to make it a given for the Patriots, because as long as Brady and Belichick are there, they pretty much have a 99% chance of getting there. But it's really hard to get there. So It's I mean, really hard to yeah. get there. I mean... Well, but, this is the third time, third, third yeah. uh, time appearance. Yeah. Chargers yeah. have never made it. Oh, they made it once. Well, they made it once. They made it you the know? first year I came out here. You know, and... Uh, <laughs> I remember that you one. Know? But now, now coming in as well, like so, the Patriots are wearing their road whites. Um, they are three and zero in the record for, with their road whites, uh, and they will be taking over the Vikings locker room. But the Eagles will wear their jerseys. They haven't lost in all season, and they're actually publicly thanking the Patriots for this. Yeah, I mean, you can't mess up the mojo. <laughs> so uh, since the playoffs started, I've been watching every game with my good friend Jimmy Garecki. He's like maybe a slightly bigger Eagles fan than I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, we, you have to sit in the same seats at the house, you know. Um, and I got to get there at a certain time before the game starts. You know, you can't get there after the game already Pick started. Up. So it's uh, crazy. And I've been wearing the same Randall Cunningham jersey and throughout the playoffs, actually. So And the same throwback corduroy Eagles hat that I've had, like, since the 80s, you know. So, um and I got my lucky Eagle socks. I even wear like green boxers that day, like everything, like just, you know, you can't really mess up the mojo. So I see where the Eagles are coming from. I like that. Yeah. yeah well, you know, Silver I'm, Linings playbook, you know I, what I mean? You know that, but and I, that Bradley, was Coop, rad. Yeah. Bradley Cooper was at the game and I'm like, yes, and he's there oh. and Mike <laughs> Trout's at the game. So it's like all the, the big stars from back home are there. Like even Charles Barkley's hanging out. Was Vince Papali there? Uh, they, didn't, they didn't show a <laughs> shot of him. Um, I don't think anybody outside of Philadelphia will recognize his face, but uh, it's good to see, like, the recognizable faces mm-hmm. like Mike Trout and, like, Bradley Cooper and then even Charles Barkley because he spent, you know, Barkley. most of his career playing for the Sixers. He's still a big Eagles fan, so he's in the box hanging out with Jeffrey Lurie, our owner. So it's just good to see all that pride back there. Yeah, well, and then the the locker room afterwards, and I don't know if you had the chance to to watch. Like I, you know, I, I was actually going to play um, Coach Peterson's uh, post game, you know, to the to the team, you know, and it was it, but essentially what it, I mean, there was so much passion and love and dancing in that room, um, but one more, one more, one more, yeah, and that one more, uh, you know, and again from Ricky, don't stay yeah. focused on the game at hand, yeah. stay focused on yes, awesome win. I mean, it was, I mean, elated field, elated stadium uh, on Sunday evening. And yes, people didn't leave. I mean, um, Kurt Morrison, he's a, he does the analyst as well for the NFL. And he also does a lot of college stuff, former player. Um, he, he was like stories on his stories for Instagram. It was like midnight here and it was still there. The band was still playing like inside, like, no, I mean, there wasn't many fans left, but the band, there was still music. The DJ was still there. There was music still going. Cause you could probably, you could still hear that stuff as you're exiting the stadium. So you still want to be hyped as you're walking out literally just on the broad street, which is like a few blocks away. And that's where the celebration starts all the way to downtown. And uh, that'll be the parade route. I'm assuming if we win the Super Bowl, because that was the same parade route for the uh, Phillies winning the World Series back in 08, which I flew home for. Really? Like, literally booked a ticket, used some miles, got there the next day, watched the parade. So I'm already anticipating stuff just in case it happens. I'm not getting ahead of myself, but like, I'm already like thinking about it. It's like, okay, it's going to be cold. It's February. Got to be prepared for this one. But um, we'll see. Yeah. Like you said, you have to. Uh, take it one game at a time and you hit the nail on the head with playing the Patriots for a full 60 minutes because that's how they play and that's how Doug Peterson likes to play because we could have easily took a knee going into halftime but we rammed the ball down their throat got three more points it's like you know what we don't take a knee we play till the end and which you I love to, yeah you Be- need and to I- do that you, because it's not, I don't understand why they don't. You have to keep your momentum. Yeah. I mean, it is, it's so momentum driven. Now, also, um, this, uh, they did allow the backup quarterback, 
to come in. Sudfeld, I was like asking for him actually earlier when the game was really out of <laughs> hand. It's like, okay, I don't want anyone getting hurt because we're going to the Super Bowl. Like I was, that was the only thing I was upset at. I was like, why are our starters still in there? Why are they still you handing the ball off to it? You got to finish just what you just they said. They do have to finish, but Minnesota was finished by halftime. Not even. They were finished after the first quarter. You're never done until you're yeah, done. Yeah, you are. Like you even said you wouldn't you, celebrate until two minutes our beforehand. Backups and that are, was 38 to seven. Yeah, but our backups are better than their backups. I'm it sorry. But that doesn't matter. But it's we, your momentum. It, it is it's the momentum, momentum. But what if something happens to our players? You need Sudfeld to get some reps in there. You need you them in there. Yeah, you, you do. No, well, okay. So I think on the same philosophy of skateboarding yeah. is you never skate. If you're scared to get hurt, don't skate. And yeah. I feel like the same is true on a football field. Oh, for sure. You know, you cannot play scared. We got to kick yeah. our starters out so they don't get hurt. They yeah. played 18 games already this season, at least. Um, and they... They're going to finish, and we're going to allow this kid to take a knee. But I now mean, what he does is he throws he throws the game ball out into the field, into yeah. the stadium. Yeah. Okay? Hey, so um, He's never, <clears throat> you know, he's never been in that situation. That's what happens when you don't let our backups get some reps and let them know what's going on. His overjubilation. <laughs> um, you know, he was so amped after taking that fourth knee that he threw the ball afterwards. And he's like, did I get, you know, even asked, did I get an incompletion? You know, and they're like, no, no, that was the the play was dead, but you lost the freaking game ball. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is a big game ball. Uh, yeah. You can find it on eBay, though. I'm sure for a lot of money right now. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, now, um, playing in okay, so the matchups here, though. So the Eagles are going in, and they are. I I want to go. Actually, I still want to go to Minneapolis uh, for media week. I don't know if I can pull it off. It's uh, it's everything has gotten real expensive real quick. Um, my monies didn't come in in time to purchase my tickets um, and my hotel, but I'm still looking because I did. I wanted to go out and skate third layer and like skate and, you know, and be on media row and go to the hotel, the host hotels for the coaches and for the team for all those meetings as well. Um, do you have any, you're still trying to get a ticket? Well, I know third layer is redoing the park because I saw those guys. They were out here for agenda yeah. and they stayed for a little while and we actually ran into each other uh, street skating those couple days after agenda. Mm-hmm. So, and I haven't been to third layer since, uh, 2011, we did a bones wheels video premiere there. I brought out Ryan Desenzo and, uh, John Mata and John Mata is from Arizona. Yeah. So I brought him out there He's in red. February. We did a video premiere in February. Oh my God. <laughs> he was <laughs> tripping because he never saw that much snow in his life. All I did was shoot photos of him next to piles of snow. He's like, these snow piles are over my head. I can't believe this place is this cold and gets this much snow. But, uh, yeah. That was well, that's weird because they, they were saying yesterday, actually, I heard that it is so cold in Minneapolis, they don't get snow. Yeah. I mean, it's it was snowing yesterday, and a 15-minute car ride was taking two and a half hours. Wow. That's amazing. Um, from Actually, and that was from Randy Moss, like a reporter. Not not Randy Moss, the player, uh, but Randy Moss uh, you know, works for uh, NFL Network. Oh, wow. Uh, That's and, crazy. So, uh, you know, but. I, I got one more. I mean, so I talked to Scuba and Casper, Hunter. I, I hit up all my Nike head honchos, like, immediately. And Scuba told me that, like, uh, he's like, the only way I could get you tickets if like they just land in my lap and someone doesn't want to go. He's like, you know, but most likely it's like not going to happen. Like, cause everybody's trying to get tickets for that. Well, but they are, but you know, what's weird is that this, and that's one thing I want to talk to Jim about is I was talking to some uh, PR people and some agents yesterday and appearance numbers are really low for going out to Minneapolis because it is so cold. And yeah. a lot of the players don't want to go out there. And a lot of people don't want to go out there. And I thought, that doesn't make... I mean, yeah, it's cold. It's a Super Bowl. Like, it's the Super Bowl. There's two, like, historically well-run organization. Championship organization is going to be playing in it. Two of the oldest in the league um, in the East Coast. I mean, both on the East Coast. I mean, it is in the Midwest. But, I mean, it's just odd that... I, I was really surprised that, that, you know, the price went down even. Well, if the price keeps going down, I'm going to check. I haven't <laughs> checked StubHub since uh, the end of the game, so I oh, will they, check. 
And if it gets to a thousand, because a thousand was like my limit. I thought I was like, oh, I'll drop like a G on a ticket, you know, like that's a lot of money for me. But I'm like, ah, it's Super Bowl, like once a lifetime thing, like ah, a thousand bucks. And I was like, whoa, five grand, get out of here. You know what I could do with five grand? Like, come on. I could do a lot with a thousand, but I'm like almost willing to drop that. But if I could get it for under a thousand, I'm like, yeah, I'll go for sure. All right, so anyone out there that's got tickets they want to sell to Vern, like uh, hit him up uh, on any social media platform. (laughs) Please. DM him direct on Instagram. (laughs) I will definitely uh, take some tickets. And if you got another one, I will take one too. I wouldn't mind. Um, This is going to be exciting. Okay, let's see. Let's see if we're looking for one ticket. Okay. No, they've just kind of, they're down. What is it? What's the price for one the ticket? The upper corner is $3,674.99. Oh, that's it? That's it's, all? <laughs> it was 38 It dropped to 38 on Monday, so it's down another $100. That's, 200 That's more than my fisheye for my camera. I mean, you could, you <laughs> like, could upward, you could go, let's see. That's just for one ticket. Yeah. I wonder if there's a deal for two. Mm, no, nah, there's <laughs> never really a deal for two. So. Well, you could spend five. Yeah, I'm. If you wanted. I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm not really trying to do that. Though, okay. You know, like I get a. I get a fish eye. You know, you could, I need a new fish eye for my camera. You I could do share a lot of stuff. A, you could share a seat with somebody with three other people, four people. Yeah, I wish. <laughs> I wish it worked I like am, that. I am. I am seat twenty four A A. Yeah. This I, is A A B and A A C. I wish it worked like that. So. So what Not you're like s- a hotel stay. Yeah. So, so what you're saying is no one wants to see the Eagles play. People are over watching the Patriots play. But you know what? The no, ratings I, are I still going to be I don't, up. I, I was baffled, actually. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I mean, because this for me was, I mean, obviously exciting. I'm stoked for, for, for Philly. Yeah. But for the Vikings coming into this to have a chance to be able to be the first team to host you know, to be in the host city Super Bowl game in their own stadium um, was pretty rad. Like, I think that's a pretty rad story. Um, But I'm surprised now because I thought that that would maybe lend to less because more people in Minnesota would be attending the game. But most people can't afford tickets. Yeah, exactly. I mean, most normal people, and that's only a ticket plus your your flight, which you can probably yeah. get for five hundred still. Yeah. Um, I can you know Del- Delta straight for like four fifty right now. <clears throat> yeah. Delta to Mini- uh, uh, Orange County to, to Minneapolis, but your hotel stay is the other part. You know, and then you're in getting around and then it's you could stay out in the uh, Super 8 across the street from third layer and get a rental car and drive out from Golden Valley. No, <laughs> no. The Golden Valley ones that they're even like two hundred dollars, oh, two fifty a piece. Yeah. But there is some uh, beyond that. I saw some in another vicinity that I was looking at and, I'll, and I can share with you when we're done. I won't tell everybody what's going on as far as those prices. But no way. Steve Guerrero <clears throat> still lives there. Mark Muller. Like Nesser. I got Nesser places. does. I, yeah. No, Nesser and, and uh, yeah. Scott Scott from uh, CalSurf. Yeah. And yeah, John Muldoon. Uh, Muldoon. I got, yeah. Oh, man, I need to call Muldoon. <laughs> I forgot Muldoon. Yeah, there's there's heads out there that I could stay with. But and, it's how far are they? Because I was going to talk, yeah. you know, like how exactly. See, um, I didn't get, I kind of put it out there, but I didn't get any offers uh, for the Rodriguez family. <laughs> so I, I didn't ask. So, um this is how Schaefer used to sneak into the Super Bowl oh, I, in Tampa Bay. He used to wear a black suit to pretend he was security totally. and just walk in at, at halftime and catch the total second half of the game. He so all the that. Tampa dudes that are in my group text were like, hey, man, just pull the Schaefer. Like, just use your old, like, X Games. Your member's jacket. <laughs> well, the X Games Minneapolis, like, pass. Yeah. Just put that on, make you look like official in all black suit. Just get there at halftime when, like, Justin Timberlake's going out there. Just walk out there like your security for Justin Timberlake and then just stay. Yeah. Yeah. No, hey. So I mean, I, you know, I, yeah, Schaefer has shared that on, this, on the show yeah. before. I, um, I love that story. Yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. I mean, you just have to walk in like you, like you belong there, you know? And that's how you, that's how that's I used how to how walk into it. shows. I used to yeah. walk into shows all the time like yeah. that. Just walk through the front door, yeah. right through the security and just, you know, yeah. like that I own the place. And there was never yeah. a problem. Plus, I got this. Uh, I got <laughs> this. Yeah, I got this Philadelphia police wallet, oh. which could help me get right on in. Just be like, yeah, I'm working undercover. You know, 
just for the Eagles. Brother, brother, open <laughs> yeah. that up again. Let's Officer's see that. Brother. I want to see that. Can I take a picture of oh, that? Oh, yeah, man. This is uh, my good friend I grew up skateboarding with, Pete Saris. He used to go to hardcore shows and beat up everybody. We called him <laughs> Pete the Killer. He still goes to hardcore shows. He still skates, and he's a full undercover narcotics police officer at Philadelphia Police Department. So that's how you're going to get into the Super yeah. Bowl. It's like uh, let's the, see the front of that. Look at that. Philadelphia Police Department. I'm official. You are official. <laughs> yeah. That's the best present uh, Pete's ever given me. It was awesome. Got me out of, uh, you know, a couple situations back home. So <laughs> that's it. Because they don't give this to anybody, you know. So um, I feel a little bit special. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm impressed. Um, the, I thought that getting, I got a UPS hat uh, mm. from the UPS driver, and I thought that was kind of cool because nah. they're not allowed to do that. But this this is pretty sick. This is really sick. Um, okay, we're posting this up on posting this up on the Instagram, my Instagram. Uh, this is, but you know, nobody can, nobody can copy that. Mm. All right. Um, in, being an Eagles fan, I have to ask because you know they win. This this fan base, this area is used to losing. You kind of mentioned that they're used to not, they're used to really being the underdog and not getting it. And no matter how good things are, they are complaining about everything. How does a Philadelphia Eagle fan accept like this positive? I mean, because everyone seems to be, but I mean, they're keeping it like waved on the DL right now of like really. The thing is. Containing their excitement. Well, the thing is there's no expectations because still they're thinking it's Nick Foles. So it's like. If we lose, they'll be like, oh, it was Nick Foles. We weren't supposed to win anyway because Carson Wentz is supposed to win it for us. So they're already going into it with that attitude. Like, we're just psyched to be here, and we're not supposed to win anyway. And if we win, wow, I can't believe we just took down, like, you the know, it's like, it's like taking down the Yankees, you know. It's like dethroning. It is. You know, the, it really is. One of the best storied franchises in football. So it's crazy. A disciplined, I mean, just so disciplined. But I love Nelson Aguilar, former Trojan. He's really made an impact as well. Yeah. Ertz has made a f- phenomenal impact. His wife, yeah, that was pretty awesome storyline as well. Chris Long, Howie Long holding his grandson on the yeah. post game. Chris Long uh, is Chris a Long beast. Donated man. his salary yeah, for the season. He hasn't taken one game check. I it's I mean there's so many beautiful uh, story. I mean Nick alone, Nick Foles alone. We were calling him Saint Nick on Christmas. Yeah. It was great. He is Saint <laughs> I, Nick. I had my Phillies Christmas uh, St. Nick hat on. It was great. That's cool. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think, I seriously think because we're the underdog, we still have that mentality. So it's like, I don't think people are going to be that upset if we lose. It's not like when we were there with McNabb and T.O. where we thought we were going to win and like we had the Patriots. And that was a close game. It was 24-21. That was a super close game. That was. I have. mean, when I was a kid, when we lost to the Raiders, so I was like super young. I was like six, and I don't really remember that one. And, uh, you know, we lose like 20 to 10 or something like that. We got, you know, probably dominated. And uh, 24, well, uh, against the Patriots, it was 24 21 loss. I had, that, I had that right. You had that right. And then against, um, let's see here, I have, uh, I had that stat as well for you. Um, darn it. It's, uh, I do have a Jaws jersey too, which I haven't oh, you, worn. Oh, Jaworski, but you're not going to because he lost. <laughs> I haven't worn Jaws all year. I've just been running. Uh, I was running Westbrook when we were like on a roll and just winning every game. And then as soon as we lost in the Westbrook jersey, I went over to Randall Cunningham. So I haven't really broke out Jaws. I think before that, when the beginning of the game I was wearing, or beginning of the season, I was wearing uh, Reggie White. And then we lost like a game early to uh, Kansas City. And I was like, all right, I'm going to Westbrook. And I was riding that Westbrook train. So uh, I just roll with whatever the mojo is uh, feeling, you know. That's cool. I like how the shoes, the underwear, there's certain things. Like I don't have that in the NFL. I have that in with with USC. Like my mom, like my mom and my dad and my sister will make my mom stay in the kitchen during the game if SC is winning, or if the, she's sitting in the couch, they'll make her leave. Like they, they're like gnarly. Like it's so funny. Like no, mom, you got to stay in the other room. Nope, you got to stay in the other room. You can't watch it in here. 
Um, you know, and so, um, but that's the whole mentality of these, of the Eagles fan. I mean, of a lot of NFL fans, um, Oh, I'm trying to. Are look you finding up, out the information? I'm trying I, to look up the score because that says it's Super it Bowl 15. Oh, we lost 27 to 10. Yeah, 27 Oof, to 10. We got crushed. Look at that, straight off the gates. Like Oakland was up 14 nothing in the first quarter. I was super young though. I was like six, so, so I don't really remember all that, all those details. That's something more um, my dad and you know uncle and like older cousins would uh, remember all that stuff, but um. Like I said, the last time the Eagles won a championship, my dad was like nine years old. That's crazy. <laughs> well, and rad that you were able to go to the game with him and then also take your mom to a game here against the Rams. That was my mom's first football game ever because the Eagles have been sold out my entire life. The Eagles could be 0-16 for the rest of my life. That will still be the hardest ticket to get in Philadelphia. It's the number one sports team. Like, everyone loves the Eagles. Like, the Phillies could be killing it. Sixers, Flyers, doesn't matter when it comes to the Eagles. Like, that's, Everyone. that's like Eagles first, God second. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how the population of Philadelphia, like, thinks. It's crazy. I like that. It's, so at church, like, a lot of Catholics in A the lot area? of Catholics I mean, in I Philadelphia because there's a lot of Irish people uh, yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say. Especially my dad's side of the family. They're all, like, Irish Catholics. So, um, yeah, they put the Eagles first actually everyone does well even the priest probably yeah, does the, in the mask well the priest had like, the mask yeah. on <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's uh the priest had the mask on <laughs> they, they're crazy there in philadelphia for the eagles i'm telling you that much so if if they do win uh there'll be a lot of police on duty that day the fire department should be on call because there'll definitely be people going crazy in the streets that's cool. This city now, and if you've ever had the chance to be in Philadelphia, it is a freaking amazing, amazing city. Um, and this specific area is like what? How many? Like a, a two mile rate, a two mile radius of like four major sporting uh, venues. All the venues are across the street yeah, from each other. Yeah, they're all it's like even in a, they're like a mile radius. Yeah. And then FDR. I mean, and yeah. then if you're skateboard, I mean, FDR is just right there as well. Yeah, you can actually park at the skate park and walk over to well, the we stadiums. Would, yeah, we would know. skate for X Games. When X Games was there, we would skate at uh, FDR, and then we skated to, um, I can't think, it's where the basketball team. Well, back then it was probably called the First Union Center. Yeah, it now was. it's called the Wells Fargo Center. Okay. So it's whatever bank pays to have their name up there. That's you know how that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's time? Well, we got a little bit more time. Um, I... I also was thinking it would be kind of fun. I forget always that you do, you are bilingual. Um, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Because uh, I have a friend actually who does all the play-by-play -play for um, um, ESPN. Um, Desportes. Desportes. And he does the play-by-play -play for the Chargers. And it is just so fun to listen to a football game being called by a Spanish or Mexican um I, know, announcer it's just so rad i mean you're just you're so hyped like to listen to it i think i am you know i'm like it's you know like there's so much enthusiasm there's definitely way more excitement because it's almost like watching like soccer football yeah like when they announce american football because i've been in i had to go to columbia like three times this year and during football season uh -huh. so i've watched games in my hotel room like in Spanish, and I was like, "This is way more exciting." It's like, way more exciting. Well, I'd rather listen to them sometimes than some of the other guys. Well, I hate Joe Buck. <laughs> I hate. I loved his dad, though. I hate Joe Buck. Hate Troy Aikman. Hate Chris Collinsworth. Like, we have Merle Reese. He does our radio. Al Michaels, uh, Al Michaels is all right. I like I like Al, I like Al Michaels. I like Mike Chirico. Um I actually like Tony Romo. I think Tony, Tony Romo's, Romo's done a freaking really amazing good. job this year. For as much as I hate the cowgirls, Tony Romo is really good on so TV. So much insight yeah. and so much like really like, I mean, so close to the game and then being able to share even the formations of these plays and what he thinks they should do or this is going to happen. I yeah. mean, it's pretty, it's a, it's a, it's invaluable. Uh, yeah. I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss John Gruden. I'm not going to lie to you. Really? Yeah, I, I kind of like John fan. Gruden. I'm not a fan. I hate John Gruden. Him. I don't want to turn him down when he's on. Uh, no way. Well, you know what? Like, because we have our local hometown radio guys, Merle Reese and Mike Quick, who played wide receiver uh -huh. for us. Those yeah. are our local guys. And it's like, I just want to hear these guys talk. I don't want to hear Joe Buck ever. 
you know, because th- those guys hate the Eagles. Like, they, they really do, and especially Troy Aikman. You can kind of tell, like, they seem like, you know, like they don't want to give us enough credit. And it's like, I don't, I don't want to hear these guys. You know, I want to hear my hometown guys. Like, you know, it's like more exciting. Plus, it's the voice that you grew up listening to, especially like on the radio, hearing Merle Reese. He's got like the best voice. Yeah. No, I love that's how I was raised listening to Vin Scully. And I mean, yeah, which is it's baseball. the same deal. And then you know? also with like um, if you were in Chicago, Chick, and you had Chick like Kearns as well. You, yeah. You have like Harry Carey and, and Harry yeah, Carey. You know from what I mean? the, yeah. like, there's legendary announcers, you know. Yeah. So it's the same deal. No, it was rad because I actually, yeah. when I was working for the TV station, uh, I had to go get sound for the Padres. Padres were playing the Dodgers. And my photographer, we got our sound in the locker room. So I went up, I was on the field. He's like, have you been in the press box? And I'm like, no, I never, I mean, I'm on the field. I'm in the locker room. I haven't been in the press box. So I went up there, walk up there and I can hear, I'm like, yeah. hmm. And I look and I'm like, I, that sounds way too familiar. And I, I look again and it's Dodger radio and I hear this, hi, darling, come on in. And I was like, rad. I I feel like I'm five. I, You know, I mean, it was just really cool to meet Ben Scully. Um, and then I, afterwards I find out people wait like an hour and a half to try to meet him after a Dodger game, which I didn't know. I mean, I was just, he introduced me to his entire crew. Um, I was just like, thanks for doing what you do. I mean, yeah. nobody, for me, painted a more beautiful picture um, of play-by-play. And I love listening to radio. I, yeah. I really like listening to a game on the radio. I like to watch it, but I also like to hear it. Yeah, we had Harry Callis in Philly. Uh, that was like the voice of radio for us. And, um, you know, like to keep it old school, like the old school guys would listen to Harry Callis while they're at the game because you can hear him do the play-by-play while you're live watching the game. Uh, that's, that's, you know, that's my that's kind like, of dream type yeah. of thing, you know, but I also want to see the I want to see the coaches film more so than I want to see that. But I, I mean, I look at it differently, but I'm a dork. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I didn't realize you had such an I mean, that's for me like there's it reminds me of my dad and driving in the car and like or leaving the USC games or just being or listening and uh, just family and sports and that's one of the reasons why I love it so much, I think, is because it does bring families together and especially in Philadelphia. Well, I that's mean, that's all we have, like, especially these long winter months, you know, like you're really watching football. And um, right now the Flyers are kind of just up and down and the Sixers are really good right now. Yeah, they are. So right as soon as like football season ends, it goes straight to basketball season. And, you know, that gets you through the winter until baseball season, until the boys of summer are back. Now, sure. Now, I don't. I think you were you were must have been a baby, maybe or not even when Vince Papali like this. Oh, I wasn't born. You weren't born yet. No, okay, that's that's uh, back in the sixties. Okay, it was. I was trying to think. I was thinking early seventies. No, no, no. Oh, wait. That's he's late sixties, early seventies. That's when Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil was the coach. Yeah. So Dick Vermeil got us to the Super Bowl in eighty. So that was right before I was born. Okay. It was like right around that time, but like okay. I was like young because. Okay. He in the movie Invincible, they always reference the uh, the 1960 team because that was the last good Eagles team. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's. I mean, it sounds corny, but that's a great. That's a super inspiring story, and uh, uh, and it, it kind of gives a little bit of a taste of Philly, even though it was a Disney movie. I I think it's. I like that movie a lot. <laughs> it's good. It's kind of cheesy. You cheesy, know, the more you kinda... watch it, it's like when I first saw Rudy. Rudy was like yeah. really good and inspirational. The more you watch it, you're like, man, this is so cheesy. It's actually, so Disney. Yeah. yeah. But it's kind of nice that it's so corny and so Disney, but it still sort of makes your heart warm. You know, I mean, that's okay, right? I mean, you don't have to be a dork. I mean, it is a movie. Um, no, it's it, true. You know, I kind of like that. Um, gosh, well, and the same thing for uh, the story of um, Marshall. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, not on the, that's a really on a, you know, a rebuilding of an entire city or community. That- yeah, but who was uh who played that one? Um God, the guy with the the oh, McConaughey Mahana, play? Yeah, McConaughey. I, I can't take he, that guy like serious. Yeah. So I just don't I don't know. Yeah. He um, actually I think he was good in that movie. But yeah, I'm not I'm now Keanu Reeves does that to me. Like I can't stand Keanu Reeves' voice even. So yeah. I don't and Tom Cruise too. So Vince Papali played from seventy six to seventy eight, so I was young. Okay. Okay. I it thought was, you were. I, I thought it was. Sef- I did say seventies. I thought like early seventies. I was. I was definitely uh, born, but that you know, like you, you don't know what's going on. I, I, I was like between two and four when he's okay. like playing. Yeah. So you don't remember. No. Nah. All I remember is like the nineteen eighty season because that's when the Eagles were like really good, and 
and you know you can kind of have glimpses of like flashback memories or there's photos you know so that'll help me remember stuff Uh but that was also when the Phillies were good so and the Sixers were kind of good because we had like Dr. J and stuff like that and the Phillies won the World Series in 1980 so there's probably a lot of stuff going on in Philly back then and the Flyers were still kind of good because they were like the Broad Street Bullies so the Phillies changed though Philly has kind of had this facelift kind of over the last 15 20 years i think with the art industry with a lot more i mean there's always been a huge art presence but like you know the uh what's the the anthropology coming into town and setting up shop and yeah urban outfitters has their headquarters there and comcast is there and um i moved out of there 15 years ago so i noticed a difference a lot like especially every time i go back Mm -hmm. um I think also now within the past like five or 10 years, even uh, it's a lot of people that work in New York or living in Philly because New York is super expensive and you can take the train from New York to Philly and people actually do that commute every day because you can actually, oh, you could do the train in an hour and a half and well, you work while you're on the train and we have like uh, some sort of like express train. I think we'll get you there in less than an hour and a half. So, I mean, you could spend that much time taking subways around New York City if you live in the Bronx or something and you got to get to Manhattan. It could take you almost just as long just transferring subways. Or if you're somewhere in like Long Island or even Connecticut, people like commute from Connecticut and upstate New York into Manhattan. So Philly just seemed like it wasn't that much different, I guess, for some people. And it's really cheap to buy a house there where you could still buy a house. You can still buy a house for like $200,000, you know? Like you can't buy anything in california for like two hundred thousand dollars so by um, one you can drive on the freeway yeah. maybe but. so <laughs> yeah yeah but um yeah you can still buy a house for really cheap there um i have like some friends that do real estate they're always sending me like listings and stuff like that so it's um it's very affordable i had no idea yeah for sure new that york is- city is not affordable you no one's ever buying a house there no no not <laughs> even in brooklyn yeah, i mean brooklyn's nah. i mean not yeah. even i mean yeah. um wow i'm impressed if you're just tuning in this is the desiree show on dash radio and i'm with Vern laird and we're talking about philadelphia and those eagles um i i should give a recap though or props uh, so i want to give a little heads up on our our weekly nfl pick um beat the outsiders we had uh after the playoffs Sal Barbier somehow found his way from the other side, the other page, to number one. What do you mean? He is the winner right now. We've got one more game. What are you talking about? I'm in the league, in the fantasy league. There's only like three people in there. Oh, that's you. No, I'm in, no. this is for just a direct playoff. Oh, because you so, sent me nobody, the link. Nobody did it. Nobody yeah, did. I mean, it was like, me and you, and then, and I'm Marcus Allen, or I'm John oh, McKay. Who's winning right now? You, I think you are. Because uh, well, I didn't check. You, picked, you know what, though? Uh, can I say that you picked? I don't know. Let's see. I've Let, got it here. I, but I, I know I was winning going I was into Rob. this. I was winning going. No, I'm flying is for, or winning is for the birds. Yeah, you are winning <laughs> for the birds. I was thinking, well, no, because Rob. <laughs> Well, because you picked all Patriots players too last week. Of course. <laughs> so I was like, "Is that Rob?" No, I'm, I know football. Like I know Tom Brady's a good quarterback. Like and why am I not going to pick Nick Foles? Him? You should have picked I'd Nick never, Foles. <laughs> I, the the <laughs> only time I'm going to pick them now is because I have to. I never pick my own players like in a, any fantasy league. Yeah, I'm and kind I of tabooish that way too. And I always pick the other division. I, I like. Because I do, I do fantasy baseball. Like uh-huh. that's how much of a nerd I am. Really? Because a lot of people don't do fantasy baseball. Because you have to set a lineup every single day. Like people do fantasy for 164 days and 162 then the games and then 163 and then the postseason. And yeah. So people do <laughs> fantasy football because all you gotta do is set your team once a week. You know, it's like then you can forget about it. But with baseball, you have to really pay attention and you have to set it every day. But I don't pick. Um, national league teams i i just go straight american league teams and like the year i won my fantasy league uh-huh. was the year the royals were killing it because i did my research on the royals i was like oh i'm picking them that's going to be my whole starting lineup and wow. i dominated impressive but yeah i can never have my own players because then i'll be twice as mad if they do bad and i can't have any teams go against my team like i can never like oh i'm picking this guy even though they're really good, but if they're playing my team, it's like I can't root for somebody, even if it's for my fantasy league. Can't do it. 
Yeah. So I picked all Patriots and Jacksonville defense because, which was dumb. Tripled. Because I was just like, what? I'm picking all these Patriots, but then I got the Jacksonville defense because I'm like, well, the Jacksonville defense is good, but I want Brady to like kill it. Like it made no sense to me. That's why I'm like, I'm probably not winning. I didn't really think no, of that you logic. Are. Okay, so after. you are. So, okay, so yes. we, there was only three of us that did this fantasy playoff, which is like nobody else wanted to do it because it was fantasy. They had to like pick a new, they were like, they, they just wanted to go straight games. No. And just more time spending no. on the text thread of Smack Talk. Yes. That's, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, I but know I did that. do it. Um, I didn't do, so I don't do fantasy ever. So, but I did and I, I was. Uh, so I'm winning. You are winning. Yeah. Um, I know a lot about sports. I'm a nerd. Uh, I am a dork too, <laughs> but I, I, I try to spread it around. I gave Jake Elliott as my kicker. I did put him as the place kicker. Yeah. The rookie. That, that's what we, his nickname in Philly is the rookie. Yeah, but I, f- I thought that game would be really defensive battle. I thought it would be a low-scoring game, honestly. I thought it was going to be a lot of field goals. We go for touchdowns, yeah. man. Doug Peterson don't like to settle for three. That's why he always goes for it on fourth down. Are you kidding me? We go for it on fourth down more than any other team. And we like to have a high conversion rate. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Well, we've got, actually, we're running out of time. We've got, uh, so you are winning number one right now with this, the three of us that are doing this. Packy's the other one. No one else did it of, of this thread. Um, but for uh, Beat the Outsiders, we'll have another, we'll have a finale show. Um, but we've got, we're running out of time. Um, so any final thoughts? You want to say anything? Um, the next event I'm working is Aaron Style oh, here in rad. LA. It's like a. When's that? It's March 3rd and 4th, the same weekend as Tampa Pro. I'll be co-MCs with Tim O'Connor, so that'll be interesting. That'll be very entertaining. For Aaron Style? Aaron Style. With Chris O... With who? Tim O'Connor. With Tim O'Connor? Really? Yeah, man. For it's Aaron be, Style? Yeah, it's going to be well, great. I need to be the sideline person then. Who um, do I need to talk to? Don uh, Williams? Or who do I... <laughs> I don't know who you talk to. Who's putting to. it on this year? Um, <laughs> you know, like the, the guys at the border first hit me up, but then I think... They said, Clement said that someone was going to contact me directly and like hire me directly and hire Tim directly. So, um, actually I don't know who's in charge okay, of it, but, right. uh, I was just, that was a little, but, uh, okay. Yeah, I was trying to shout out what I was doing, but I think it's going to be televised on uh national television, on NBC, I think. NBC sports, yeah. it says. So, so there you go. Sweet. Well, maybe we can have you back on quick or at least a call in on this event when we, when you have a little bit more information. Yeah. They, um, uh, when will it, when we know what's going to air and, but definitely want to reach out to everybody to come out in Los Angeles. We are broadcasting out of Hollywood, head on over to Aaron style. It's a huge event, a pretty rad, really unique event. Yeah. I've never um, done it. Amazing. I've never even been. So it's pretty sick. I've yeah. been in Europe, um, like for a long time ago, but when it was called something, I think when, uh, Terry started it. Oh, sick. So, uh, but I think this is with Sean White. Yeah. It? It's yeah, Sean so. White deal. So that's all I do know. Uh, they haven't given me all the information. They said they're going to contact me throughout February because we still were more than a month out on that event. So I'm sure I'll be get flooded with emails in the next couple of weeks. Okay. But yeah. That's it. And uh, go birds. You know, we got a big one. You know, we got a bunch of guys in a Pro Bowl that won't be doing anything and I won't be watching because that's, they should just do flag football. Like straight up, that would be more entertaining watching dudes spin and people trying to grab flags like, you know, back in the day because they don't really hit in that game and it's not really a football game. Flag football would be way more entertaining. But Actually, it's a good idea. I should talk to Deion Sanders about that. Yeah, exactly. Change it up, but uh. <laughs> well, that's it. And I'm uh, just waiting for the Super Bowl, man. Got if I don't go to the game, I'll be at Grecky's house, sitting in the same chair in the same Randall Cunningham jersey, not messing up the mojo. And do you wash your underwear though? That's I do. Must- I okay, wash right, everything. I, I even I wash the underwear. You can't wash things. You got to turn them inside out. No, I know that. No, know? no. I wash the <laughs> socks. I wash the underwear. I even sometimes I wash the jersey. It just depends on if there's some stains on it or something like that. But. uh that's yeah that's pretty much it just waiting for this game see if i'm going to be there or just sticking it here in la and then hopefully flying back for a parade right well i'm gonna have to come do like a little video package of like you can walk me through how you wash your jersey and when (laughs) you do that and where this because i have a feeling also this paraphernalia (laughs) is all in one special spot as well maybe well all my jerseys are just (laughs) hanging up in a closet like i have like a bunch of like basketball football like soccer soccer, all that baseball so i have everything just hanging up yeah 
Well, huge thanks for coming in tonight, uh, today. I really appreciate Vern, yeah. and thanks, Cole, for running the boards, and Sal for coming in as well. Um, this is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio. You guys stay tuned. Uh, next week, got some Super Bowl. If I am not in Minneapolis, which it's not looking like I will be, um, I will be here, and we'll have some uh, former Super Bowl champions in studio as well. All right, you guys, thanks a lot for tuning in. This is the Desiree Show on Dash Radio, and I'm out.